0: You got that rocker MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting the spooling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network.
1: Keep on rocking, yeah! Hey yo, hey, hey, no no, dancing no still you to take what's mine? I'm just too friends. Friend. Hey yo, hey, no no, dancing still you to take what's
2: are you ready for war then bring it
0: on my craftmatic like a stripper when it's out you throw your cash at it whoop out on rat it from the hash and grass
1: at it i spit in mad rapid like i took a bad package you paid pay for the
3: drummer welcome everybody to the wwe rundown i'm your host troy joining me as always Ed jason is here
0: you say, as always, that's not actually always the case, but I am here this week. Um, it's been a hell of a week, so let's uh, let's have some fun tonight. You know, you're always in my heart, so. And your
3: pants. <laughs> that's true. Well, my hand's always in my pants when you're on my screen, so. Well, that's fair. That's, that's right. Uh, we couldn't do this one alone this week because we have a very special guest. John's here? No.
0: Val? <laughs> no. No. Adam? No. Has Jeff risen from the dead? No. <laughs> um, Ginger? Nope. Still dead, too. Hmm. Hmm. Is it that guy that you scared off after, like, four episodes on Adam's show?
3: He hasn't been heard from since.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> I'm out of ideas, then. Who do we got? Well, you
3: might know him from our predictions polls, he is the Charles one... work cam. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, live from Portugal, Mr. Bruno Tomas
2: hello guys, hello guys, and, and, and I feel like everyone is now disappointed because Jason <laughs> g- gave every single one that is better than me, it's like, it's like, it, you know, I'm the third, ter- uh, remember that Royal Rumble that the, ter- uh, the number 30 was Ray Mathieu, that's me. Ray Mathieu.
0: I didn't do Gods of Juggalo, I mean, there were a lot of guys I could have gone to, you know, I just, Charlotte well, sure, sure. Square Camp sort of stands out a little bit, but it's nice to have you here too, Bruno. Yeah, oh, thank you so much.
3: <laughs> uh, so, with a, with any of our our brand new guests, uh, we like to get a little bit of a backstory on how you got into wrestling.
2: So, um, um, there's a difference between Portugal and, and America. For us, the um, our peak was between was in the eighties, of course, and and then it stopped herring uh, for example, I believe in 84 and relived in uh, 2005. So to, for between 2003 2003 to 2008, that was our peak. And I started watching in, in 2005 because all of my friends, my colleagues on, on on fifth grade was watching wrestling, and talking about uh, basically uh, everything from John Cena to Batista. And for me, it was like, dude, do you know that everything is fake, right? <laughs> and then I was like, ah, but watch! And I was like, dude, this is awesome! And I watched Rey Mysterio and Batista on a random SmackDown that appears that appear Undertaker doing stuff with with Randy Orton, and I was like, hook from the beginning, awesome! And, um, and then from there, I start uh, watching Raw and SmackDown religiously. In at 2010, I started uh, digging into the Indies. So ROH well, back when Kevin Steen was was uh, was a ROH champion and the rival between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. I believe in 2012 I entered uh, wrestling Portugal and became the ring announcer and basically has been all over wrestling ever since. Awesome. So. Um
3: what? Uh, how do you actually watch WDB? There is it on a regular channel? Do they preempt it, or, or do you watch it live? How?
2: For the first time, I guess, since um, since forever, um, we are watching the weekly uh, programming live since last year, oh. I believe. Okay. Uh, no, 2019, 2019, um, with Portuguese commentary. Um, two g- phenomenal commentators, Jorge Bottas and Bruno Almeida. They do the commentary. They are sometimes better than the English commentators. because it's they. It's not don't-
0: hard to be better. Than- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a high bar, Bruno. It's
2: not a high bar, but um, and basically, it is it's live for the first time. We don't because, for example, when I started watching, we have like a one month delay. So everybody was like uh, talking about WrestleMania. We're still talking about Elimination Chamber.
1: <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Come on,
2: sure. So you do call it
0: Elimination Channel over, Chamber over there, then. Yeah, we are not the we are not Germany. Okay, yeah. good
2: to know.
3: As far as I know, no Jews have died there, so I think we're good.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, n- kinda,
2: <laughs> kinda, <laughs> kinda. There was like a, a prime minister that basically pushed the Jews away from Portugal. So, Mm. yeah, we are not the good guys also. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fair. I
3: mean, you are talking the Americans, so. Uh,
0: David Kay has chimed in on the side, and he's trying to blow up your spot. David, we're going to hold off on that. Stay (laughs) tuned for future episodes at some point. Um, But I I actually have an interesting question, because this is sort of like something we do a lot. We do it a lot for fun, but it's sort of like – blows our minds sometimes that people actually listen to us talk shit so my question Bruno is like how long have you been listening to the rundown and how did you find us
2: so I was uh, listening to a podcast called Pile Driver Wrestling that ended and I started to, to listen to Voices of Wrestling and everything like that and one day I was searching on Podomatic and came with your podcast okay. I don't know when it was but he had like a really bad 8-bit version of the mid song. Oh, uh, okay. Adam. <laughs> yeah, it yep. was like really bad to begin with. Like, <laughs> listen to <it. clears> that. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> skip forward. Skip forward. Oh. Yep. <laughs> and that—that that was the, how I found it. And um, I believe it, it, it's very difficult to found a. A podcast and a community that is so welcoming uh, as you are. Um, basically I'm not particularly the AEW or the WWE squad. I'm, I'm a New Japan guy. I still think I still prefer in-ring action and in-ring storytelling and Naito versus Okada to everything that I see in, in the in both companies. But I feel like in this in this in this network, first of all, it's not bias, that I feel like sometimes other podcasts are, and I feel like uh, sometimes they are betraying their own audience being so biased. And like I say, so welcoming. And 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 one one of the things that I I appreciated was what you did for me last week. Um, being so kind to me when I was really down and listened to the words from, from, uh, from Adam and all of you. Nonetheless, I think that Dick is a little bit upset with, with, with Adam basically destroying his joke. (laughs) (laughs) And so he wishes that Adam, he wishes that Adam has to suffer between like 12 hours of BTE. With Carl Anderson being like the focal point, so he's, he's upset. He's really all
0: upset. sour, boy, all the time. Yes, there yeah. you go. <laughs> don't, you worry, know, don't worry, believe me, Adam's been butchering jokes on this network for years. It's not, it's not you specifically.
3: It's almost his gimmick okay. at this point.
0: Pretty
3: <laughs> much, yeah. It's Dick Locus. It's not yeah, him. A yes, very,
2: different, very
3: different person. <laughs> he's, he's just his mouthpiece.
2: Right.
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: Well, that's the good. So, piece of Dick That's an. Interesting <laughs> one. There's your title. There you <laughs> go.
3: Oh man. So, um, who is
2: who was your first favorite in wrestling? My f- first favorite in wrestling, I believe, was John Cena. Mm. I think that was the one that I was like, dude, that guy's different. And then I. Passed to the face that I felt like I hate John Cena, I hate John <laughs>
1: Cena
2: So much And the problem was that my late uh, Mother loved John Cena So much She was the only one in this house That saw something That I believe that um, Troy would appreciate it She was a fan of Toto Bellas <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And, and every time she saw a, An episode she was like dude. Bruno, like John Cena, don't let anyone use shoes in her, in his house. They're like I just want to see Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels mom. <laughs>
1: this is really cool.
2: Uh, no. I don't want to watch that. Please. Don't embarrass me.
3: <laughs> so yeah. uh, to be fair, I've I've always said that I'm not the target audience for Total Bellas, so me me hating it doesn't I don't think it affects them that much. <laughs>
2: Actually my mother really loved... um Live professional wrestling. She was like a fan, Life. she was like all over the place. She was like really happy. I remember the The last show that we've been on. No, uh, yeah, the last show we'd be on, Randy Orton was on, and we were like in the second um row. And the first row, there was like another mother and a, and a, and, a, and a child. The child was like six years old, and the mother was obsessed with Randy Orton like, really upset. To the point that the child was like, "Please, mother, stop!" And, and that image is always in my brain for the rest of my life. <laughs> nice. So, who's your who's your current favorite in WWE? Um, that's a difficult question because my favorite from WWE was Adam Coleman. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he left. So um, <sighs> I, and then it was Daniel Bryan, and he left. So uh. Yeah. I think I think right now the, the one that captivates me, me the most, I think it's Riddle. Hmm. I think it's Riddle because it's so – every time I, I see him, he puts a smile on my face. And sometimes you only need someone to, to put a smile hmm. on your face. So probably Riddle, I guess. Nice. And, and, and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is doing like the best. The best yeah. book of his life. For sure.
0: So, which leads to my next well, two questions basically. Um, who is your least favorite on the rundown and why is it Sal?
2: <laughs> I don't like Sal because if I went to see like a dollar soul version of Stez, I see San, not Sal. <laughs> Fuck you, <yourself>. Sal. <laughs>
3: Okay. Oh man. <laughs> oh, it's always a good uh, I'm just we're just going to leave that in. Uh, <laughs>
1: um
3: it, it's always interesting to hear whenever you get like a um, you know, like families that collectively watch wrestling. You know, me, when I was growing up, the you know, I I grew up in the Attitude era and it was so huge that everyone in my family watched wrestling. Like yeah. My dad was sitting there. He was a Stone Cold fan. My mom was a Chris Jericho fan. You know, I was a a, a Hardy Boys fan, and, and so was my sister. And it was like, you know, like, we, we I mean, it was like,
0: I am so fucking old. God damn it.
3: <laughs> but it was, it was like, you know, we'd sit there and be like, Monday, Monday night, like, let's finish our fucking dinner quickly because we got to, we got to get to watch and Rod at seven o'clock and we would sit down as a family and watch wrestling and that was such a crazy thing you know to 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 think about and 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 now obviously it it still happens to an extent but obviously not not what it was during that time period i know uh for you know for jason um he'd have to wait until the coliseum vhs tapes come out in order to watch it
1: uh
0: what's my first fucking pay-per-view <laughs> that I ever watched live was WrestleMania Five. Nice. Hulk <laughs> Hogan versus Macho Man Randy Savage from Trump Trump Tower Casino. So um, I am old as fuck. Okay, I, I I've I've learned to deal with it. Um, and I did fucking go to West Coast Video in Somerville where I grew up, and I would rent the fucking Coliseum Home Videos, and uh, you know, I, I had no shame in my game, sir. That's fair.
3: That's fair. I was five years old when WrestleMania Five was on, so
0: you can fuck off.
3: <laughs> Bruno wasn't born yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm twenty-six, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I got I got a I got a decade on you, so but uh Yeah. So we uh we do have some news to get to before we get into the week that was wrestling. Um why don't we, we roundtable this, Jason, and, and, and I'll start off with uh, with some debuts, and then you can go into your news. Uh, so uh, we had AEW Dark tapings this past week, and they had a couple of uh, former WWE superstars show up there. I know AEW is not one to hire a lot of, of WWE guys, but uh, the former Arturo Huas, uh, now back to his original name of Adrian Jowd, uh, he debuted as Cesar Bononi's tag team partner, who of course was also in NXT. Uh, they wound up it's winning their... match
0: Me- NXT at one point too, I think. Uh,
3: maybe? Yeah. I don't know.
0: I feel like they did, but
3: I don't know. Maybe. Uh, then uh, FTR, which is uh, the former WWE wrestlers, uh, took on the team of Stallion Rogers and Anthony Green. Uh, now... Anyone who listens to this show knows Anthony Green, of course, is the former August Gray and the former former uh, Anthony Green. Uh, And Stallion Rogers is the former Kurt Stallion. Uh, So they wound up losing to FTR and then in the next set of tapings, Anthony Green lost to Evil Uno and Stallion Rogers lost to Joey Janella. So apparently big plans for Adrian Jowd because he got to pick up a win, no plans at all for Anthony Green still.
0: I think they're just getting a look at him at this point, see what they see, what, see if there's something there for them. There is something there. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, God. Well, there is something there, but it's a matter of there's something there for them at this particular moment in
2: time, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he's better than a lot of the guys they have, but it is what mm-hmm. it is.
2: Yeah. yeah. You, I think you're missing the point. AEW is the best place. For uh, people to work there, everyone is a main eventer.
0: Everyone yes. is a main eventer. No, 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 no. Some of them are future main eventers. Yes,
3: yes. In like <laughs> 10 years. It's
0: okay if they lose every single big match they're in because they're a future main eventer. And there's a chairman guy who
2: wins all the time. And, and, <laughs> and, sometimes, you need, and sometimes you need to, to bring somebody up. Because Cody is very, very sad, and he needs to win to someone. Yes, you know. Come on. Come that's right. Title oh, yeah. that's yeah. supposed to be like that. You have, to, you have to follow the narrative, okay? <laughs> you are the, the wrestling intelligence. You have to follow the narrative. But we
0: are with, that, that's AEW rundown that
1: does all oh, that. Yeah, Sorry, yeah.
0: You're on the wrong show tonight. Oh,
2: God. I missed <laughs> I, I miss the invitation from my... <laughs> So uh,
0: that's, that's, probably, that's, that's probably that's that's because you said fuck Sal earlier. So <laughs> like, hey, once again fuck you Sal. <laughs> <laughs> that's my catchphrase.
3: Hey. <laughs> it works for me. I think
0: it's Sal's wife's catchphrase too. Yeah. Um
3: <laughs> and then uh oh I, I I just wanted to before you before you get into yours, uh ROH had their death before dishonor pay per view, right?
0: Hey, do me a favor, tell me uh, who Kingpin Brian Malone has faced on the pay per view. Or or the bouncers or anybody.
3: Well they were at a battle royale. Oh, so again, not a match, just a battle royale. No, no. Uh, and uh, that
0: battle I'm not watching an ROH pay per view until they put Malonus on the main on the main show, main match.
3: Not only that, that where they just stuffed into a battle royale, but that battle royale was won by former Ari Sterling, now back to Asher Hale. The Ari Sterling, Ooh. of course, was the guy from I 205 you that Live. Backwards.
0: Former Asher Hale, now back to Ari Sterling, isn't he? No, I don't have it backwards. His name is Asher Hale. Okay, I thought it was
3: the other way around. My fault. Wait, who is that? No. Former Ari Sterling, back to Alex Zane. Sorry. that's yes, what it Oh,
2: Alex Zane. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alex
3: Zane, yeah. Asher Hale is the other guy, but he hasn't debuted yet. But he'll probably be there, too. Sorry. Sorry, my brain doesn't work all the time. Uh, so yeah, so Alex Zane back in ROH wins Battle Royal right off the bat. I
0: don't
3: think that Battle Royal was for anything.
0: I think it was for a, it was for a title shot
3: at the heavyweight title. <laughs> so he'll be losing. Uh, he wasn't the only person uh, that debuted because there were two people that were not with the company last week who did get a a match on the pay per view. Unlike Brian Malone, who has been there forever. Tyler Rust debuted by defeating the also-debuting Jake Atlas.
0: Right, so Tyler Rust gets to be boring in another company. Yeah,
3: yeah. And he beat Jake Atlas so bad that Jake Atlas quit wrestling.
0: Yeah, he announced today <laughs> he's going to step away from wrestling for for now. Um, no plans yeah. to return anytime soon. No. going to pursue another career. So, hey, you know, we wish him the best. Um, he said he's suffered through five years in wrestling. It hasn't been easy. He hasn't enjoyed it, so... Uh, if you got this is a really, really tough business, and if you don't enjoy it, you don't love it, and you're not feeling it, it it will really, really take a toll on you. So I hope for his mental well-being that he finds something he like, he loves to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's, a, he's very talented. That that's, yes. that that's a shame. That's a really shame <laughs> because um, when I saw the news that he was like on on our wage, I was like really happy for him because. The, the, and now I don't get, I hope that I'm not going over myself, but, um, there's a problem is that the, the spots on the, on the top card is, are very small. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you, you are the right guy on the right place at the wrong time. And, and, sometimes you need to, to leave the, the company, pursue something and then return. For example, what happened to, to, to Drew McIntyre, um, in like 2017 or 2016 and I was I was putting my my nail on on Jake Cattles for for a future return to 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 a big a bigger company and when I saw that he decided to retire I was I'm happy because he's probably doing something that is better for his for his life but a, a bit sad because I'm a fan of his.
3: And he might be back, but
2: <clears throat> yeah, I think that's uh, taking a mental health break
3: um, from everything, because as hard as it is for anybody to be a wrestler, it's it's infinitely harder to be a gay wrestler. And mm-hmm. he has to deal with so much more than your average guy would have to deal with just because of the fact that he is gay. So, I understand that. Um, it, it sort of felt like you know, him him working this match at ROH was maybe his being like, maybe it'll be different, but it didn't seem to be that way. So, um, yeah, again, more more power to him to go and try to describe those. He did come right on Twitter and be like, I don't want to do interviews. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. Leave me alone. So good on him. Uh, OK, Jason, what you got for news?
0: Uh, really not a whole lot that we're not going to discuss on NXT rundown. So I don't want to go too deep in any of that. Um, but there was something announced this week on raw that we'll talk about in the coming weeks. But, uh, for the first time when well, we've hinted at it and talked about it and there's been rumors about it, but now it is official. The at WWE draft will return on October 1st, starting this time on f- SmackDown. Isn't it typically usually start on raw and then continue on SmackDown? Isn't that mm-hmm. like the format?
2: The the format changed when they when SmackDown uh, was acquired by Fox.
0: Yep. Yeah, so yeah. they are now SmackDown main will show. go first. Yes, as as you can tell by the way they book it, uh, yes. SmackDown will go first, Raw will go second, and and Raw gets seventeen picks for every one SmackDown gets. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Last year, um. Yeah, last year it was SmackDown first, and uh, I think the year before that it was back was the last time that it was Raw first, and then SmackDown.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So doesn't mean that Raw hasn't gotten the first pick most of those times, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, um, well that'll be a lot of fun. Um, the the only issue that we keep having with the draft is that we keep being like all right, we're going to get like these fresh matchups and stuff like that. And then, inevitably, what happens is it'll be like, oh, sweet, Seth got drafted over to, to SmackDown. He's finally going to be done with Rey Mysterio. And now Rey Mysterio got drafted to SmackDown.
0: And Dominic Mysterio.
3: And Dominic. Well, and shit. And Mysterio. Yep. And well, Buddy Murphy. Yep. So if we could not do that anymore, that would be great.
0: <laughs> the, other, the other thing is, and this is sort of the problem with this draft at this point, is... And I guess it's overriding issue of the entire format of the WWE at this point, because who's the exciting new person that you've never seen on SmackDown or that you've never seen on Raw? Yeah. There really hasn't been a lot of turnover within this company where I mean, everybody that's there has pretty much been there forever and been on both shows, and it's really nothing – New. You know what I mean? Back in the day when they first did this, it was like, oh, okay, well, I haven't seen John Cena on SmackDown. He's always been a raw guy, or I haven't Mm -hmm. even, you know, now that's not really the case anymore. Everybody's sort of been everywhere. I mean, Kevin Owens, I think, just switched every draft in the Miz, too. Same thing. So it's like, oh, you know, okay, I guess we'll do this again.
2: The only thing that I would that probably be interesting and in that is if they have a plan for him is like for a guy like Keith Lee to to, to, right. to switch from, from Raw to, to, to SmackDown or or that Viking They I think he'd be guy.
0: switching from main event to SmackDown, actually. I mean,
3: or that,
2: that, or, that, that. or that third, the third um, person on the Viking experience, I believe, is called Carrion Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that guy is, but it looks like like the third wheel on the on the on the former War Raiders, like dude. Oh, <laughs> really now now cool. being
0: now being drafted to main event, Dominic Mysterio.
3: <laughs> I think the only person that hasn't swapped shows ever is Carmella. I think she's the last person that has never been on a different show. She's always been on SmackDown. Um, yes. And obviously, like That's any correct. any of the new people, like Bianca Belair, uh, was only smacked up? Was she on oh.
0: with our truth? Was she on with our
3: truth?
2: I thought R-
0: during the twenty four seven thing. Uh, That's
2: correct. That's correct, be, be, because Carmella was the twenty four seven champion on a period of I would oh. believe two or three weeks. That the title was only defended for for women. And the really complained girl called Maria M- M- Canellis won the championship. <laughs> Think uh. about it. Mike Bennett did, did not win one championship in his run and in WWE, but Maria Canales, pregnant, won a championship. Fantastic. <laughs> he might... Did, wait,
0: didn't he... Mike Bennett had the 24-7 title once. Yes, it? he did. That's right.
2: Yeah. He, he beat uh, Maria for that. Yeah. On the genicologist,
3: like I guess. Although, she had it at least for more than one day. he His two reigns lasted less than 20 seconds. Yeah. Technically, technically, his kid also held the title longer than he did. So. <laughs> Fetus Maria. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I... Yeah, most of it at this point people switching shows and stuff like that. It, it's not a huge deal because we have seen it so much. Um, yeah. What I'm more interested in is uh, the call-ups, obviously, because because there's always going to be at least one or two of them, uh, probably well, a couple and, more. So.
0: And particularly this year with the rebrand of NXT and the notion that we want to clear some of the old guard of NXT out of NXT mm-hmm. so that we can make room for some of the younger guys. Uh, maybe we did a little too much of that tonight, but we'll talk about that when we get the NXT rundown. Um so yeah, I think that for for that point that'll be that's accurate. The problem with that is that I don't think NXT is in the draft. So well, those will just be people that show up randomly after the draft, right? Well they're not in
3: the draft, but they can be drafted.
0: Well that's it's fucking about stupid. It.
3: Well that's the way it is. It's the way it's the way it's been other than that one year. No, so. they've
0: only drafted from NXT one year, I think. It was the year they called up Finn Balor. Yes. They, they drafted Finn Balor. Other than that, NXT's never been in the draft. They their guys have been called up after the draft, but they haven't drafted them out of NXT. I'm
2: gonna... uh, i believe I believe Justin is right because last year uh, the call ups were before. It could be on the show, but it was not a part of the the draft thing. It's like they showed up. It's like Keith Lee showed up. So
0: you're. I think you're getting twisted with the superstar shakeup because like the Viking Raiders showed up as part of the superstar shakeup. I believe. Okay, but it's it's stupid how they do that. It. it basically is a draft, but it isn't actually a draft. Well, technically,
3: last year on Raw Talk, they had Arturo Huras go from NXT to Raw, but he wasn't really on NXT; he was already on Raw, Raw Underground, Underground. So, yeah. Right. But yeah, you are you are correct. It looks like it's just been like the trades afterwards and shit like that, or the or the free agents. Right. So, um. Yeah, it was the one. Yeah, the street. all well, the street profits got uh, drafted from NXT to Raw in uh, 2019. Hmm. And so that's so it was that was one team, and then like you said, the year before that, it was you know the Viking Raiders, Viking experience at the time. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I'm I, I'm I'm interested to see what'll happen, but I'm not. Yeah, uh, I, there's not really going to be anybody big. You're, you're not going to have everybody Roman go back to RAW. With,
0: uh, yeah. Everybody should just sign with AEW. That's. Yeah. There you Cody go.
2: needs Cody needs to feed his ego yes. so much. So. <laughs> I don't think he's ever and been in Roman will Reigns. will be a main event. <laughs> they screwed Roman Reigns over. He will be a main eventer on AEW, winning the championship from Kenny Omega and then losing to Cody Rhodes. Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: Just, right.
2: uh, yep. Only other thing I got, and we'll
0: discuss this more in depth on uh, NXT Rundown. Uh, obviously, for anybody following things, it was announced that Samoa Joe is out with injury once again, um, and will be relinquishing the NXT title. A new champion was crowned tonight on the debut episode. Uh, tune into a NXT Rundown for more on that. I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Um, but this is fucking concerning with Joe at this point. I mean, he came back for one match. For those of you who saw that match and we commented it on it on the NXT rundown when we recapped it, um, Cross clearly went out of his way to pull his punches against Joe to keep him from getting hurt, and he still got hurt. Um, at this point, like people were talking about, like if you're Vince McMahon, how do you release Samoa Joe? And if the guy can't go more than one match every year without getting injured. I mean, there's not a whole lot of return on that investment at that point, right?
1: Right. The,
2: the, the only thing that I, I see Joe, um, and I believe they are switching him for, is to be a part of a group with Triple H, with William Riegel, to basically being the front runners of, of what is the developmental system of WWE, but not as a... Either
1: that... Still-
0: or, and this is an interesting concept, Bruno, and I, you guys, I don't know how, how far back you go, but there was a period of time in WCW where they did sort of New Blood versus the WCW, <gasps> I think they called them a the Millionaire's Club, which obviously was designed to make them heels, but but if you were to take like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Samoa Joe, William Regal, Triple H, like you mentioned, and just sort of have them be like the, the old, hey, this is what a- NXT used to be, and sort of match them up with some of these newer guys, uh, that could be an interesting storyline, and it could lead to war games. So, you know there's
2: that <laughs> cool? Nice. That, could, that would probably could work, and um, and I feel like Joe could bring so much more than just wrestling right now. Yeah. Well, he, we know he's
0: working in the scouting department and helping, yeah.
2: them, you know, determine people. We've already discussed that. So,
0: you know, he has clearly got other plans outside of wrestling. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. Um, hmm. I only have one bit of news, <clears throat> and then we can get into the shows. Uh, so, um, a couple days ago, a report from TMZ Sports came out saying that former WWE superstar Al Snow wound up saving a young child's life. Um. Apparently, he was out uh, and, uh, on uh, Santa Rosa Beach in Destin, Florida, uh, when he noticed a small boy out at sea getting hit by waves and being pulled away. Uh, now, Snow is 58 years old. He saw that there was a lifeguard on the beach, but realized that that lifeguard was not going to be able to make it there in time. So he sprang into action and was able to grab the kid and bring him back to shore um so first of all awesome on him the the fact that he is his first thought was i gotta go fucking save that kid instead of let me go alert this lifeguard to what's going on um but also you know when you think about some of the other incidents that we've been hearing lately with obviously with Chad gaspard a couple years ago or last year i should say um you know who had the same sort of thing happen to him um where he saved his child but Himself lost his life. It's great to hear that both of them are uh, back safe and
2: alive. Yeah, good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's great news, and um, and I hope that there's like a head figure just in in that bitch to 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 in the memory of in the in the present memory of of, of Osno. It's like that is the guy. Who had a hat and saved a life? Fuck you all again. <laughs> it's it's what you did with
3: your life. It's so funny because of course the article mentions that that I'm reading. It's uh, famous for carrying around a mannequin head named Head. It's like, did you did you have to put that in there? Did you did you have to put that in the article that he carried around a mannequin head?
2: Of- <laughs> oh god. Oh man. T M C is such a, a great news source that I'm I'm blown away. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes, it's, it's a
3: huge surprise that they would, you know, not deal with things tactically.
0: All right, so uh, yes. I was curious if we were going to do a What Did Marty post, but I'm looking at, and there's a lot of videos of his cat taking a shit or litter box stuff.
3: Yes, uh, he's been doing a lot of that lately. It's
0: not quite sure what's going on there. Um, This one, not so much funny, Um, but nine hours ago he posted... Oh, man, I am definitely G-A-T, God's Amusement Toy. Right after I put up a post mocking COVID, basically I find out my cousin died yesterday from it. Rhonda and I were fairly close when we were when way younger, uh, but time kind of drifted us apart. She was such a great soul. R.I.P. Rhonda. Tell my dad hello, and I love and miss him for me. P.S. That's my sister, Dane Little, for those who didn't know, and it's a screenshot of the post. So,
2: um Way to burn it down. Oh, yeah. please, uh, can we have a, a funny one, please? I just
0: uh, let me see if I can find one. It's it's literally like it's all shit with his cat, uh, <laughs> and most of it litter box stuff. It's been weird for sure. Oh, here's, here's one. Here's one. Here's one. So there's, there's a video that accompanies this one of him walking his cat amongst around his apartment complex on a leash, um, and the post itself says Swaggy's cocky ass keeps trying to hook me up with the girl right across the hall from us <laughs> and she is pretty and her body packed and stacked but she's married and we don't do that no matter if we saw him with another at the club married off limits but here he is being cocky till the hedge clipper guy came by with that ooh noise
3: Nice. Yeah, the, the only one that I had um, was I promised to take this down real quick, but wanted to tell y'all, as y'all are my people. Was just outside walking Swaggy and met not just a beautiful young lady that lives three doors down, no, not the band, but so class. She was impressed Swaggy could be walked on a leash. Then we made plans for later. I had to come back, sit on the couch, and as Fat Joe said, lean back, and said, "Sheet!" And it's like, who's better than us? LOL, sometimes life is real good. P.S. The reason I said I was going to take this down was because I was going to say it, leaned back, scratched my balls, and said shit, but I didn't say it, so I guess I can leave this up.
2: I have, I have no words! I have, take
1: notes.
2: <laughs> I have to take notes, because I'm single at 26, and I thought that I need a dog I. I, I was wrong. I need a cat. Apparently. So on a leash. <laughs> cat on a leash, yes. Yeah. Cat on a leash. Thank you, Mari Giannetti. There you go. You were a savior. Hey, if there's one. Mari Giannetti,
0: a gentleman and a scholar. Yes. <laughs> or neither of
2: those things. god okay. I hope one day when I'm doing my PhD thesis, I have a mention of Mari Giannetti for some, some reason. It's like, and then Mari Giannetti did this. <laughs>
0: The swag star hates others to shit in his box. How often does that happen? <laughs> Enough
3: so that he has an opinion on it, apparently. <laughs> From
0: what he told us, he lives alone with his cat. So how often is Marty shitting in the cat's litter box?
3: Either that or it's it's some of the girls he brings over. <laughs> Fair, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ, what happened, Marty? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not Rocker Marginetti, but you, you got shit in that
2: litter box. <laughs> I think, I think that, I think that the, the sugar glass from the, from the barbershop probably did something wrong with his brain or something like that. Maybe he's got a piece of it lodged in there. <laughs> yeah, like, on the middle, like, giving him diabetes and something like that.
0: Uh, <laughs> you think he says to the girls, like, hey, you got that Rocker MJ in your
1: ass? <laughs> uh,
2: I have to taking notes again.
3: Maybe that's what you. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need like a catchphrase. Like you got that uh, that uh, you got that El Deco Loco right up in your way so. <laughs> Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, that's, no, that's not me. That's not me. Sorry, I, for, I
2: forgot. I that's that's when you're getting. I'm a huge I'm a huge friend of Deco Loco. Mm-hmm. He is now on Mexico with El Generico, selling generic dildos to birth <laughs> children, but I don't know who it is.
0: Wait, wait where did you say he was?
2: In Mexico with El Ask Generico.
0: Sal. Ask Sal. He'll
2: yeah, it. Sal. Yeah, Sal. he know where to find I, me. Yep. I, I, me and Sal, we are on arrival rivalry, you no. Know? That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair point.
3: So um yeah I guess we can get into uh to the week that was wrestling. Um I guess uh um So we can... The, can Can I start with one?
0: Sure go ahead. What the actual fuck is going on between Charlotte and Nia Jax? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we all know about the shoot fight. We all saw the match where they tried to sort of create an element of shoot into the real match. And then you watch this week, and Nia comes down during her match with Shayna, and Charlotte gives her the suck it sign, apparently wanting her to e- eat her pussy. I yep. don't know.
1: Um,
0: and then Nia is like, like, smelly, like I tell her fucking <laughs> box things. What the fuck is going on between these two women? Tori?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> apparently, this is the, this is the greatest women's rivalry of all time. <laughs> And you are too, and we are too uh, dumb to realize the the surface of this amazing masterpiece. One woman with a smelly pussy <laughs> <and> <laughs> finding a, uh, fighting another woman that don't want to eat her pussy. See you tonight. On extreme rules. Oh wait, that's still a doll and something like yeah. that. So
1: no, no, that no pussy on
2: extreme rules. That's right.
0: No, no it it's just be- it was the whole thing has been really weird and Charlotte's like I think you mentioned in the host, she's in like four different feuds at this point. Yep. None of them really good. Like I, I just I don't know what we're doing with this women's division right now.
2: I think there's a problem in the in the raw women's division is there is no um I don't know is that is that um, I believe that Asuka is injured I guess yeah. on her elbow so there is no one I feel like on that division that could step up to to basically be or be with with um, with Charlotte that that is not on the last two or three months on a feud with yeah. her like for well, example I got
0: one I got one let's bring Tony Storm over from Smackdown because what the fuck is she doing over there like, uh, we've got an influx of these talented women from NXT Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, all these women that we've called up, and we're doing fuck all nothing with them. Maybe so, that, so that we can have more Nia Jax and yes. more Shayna Baszler. And by the way, I am a fan of Shayna Baszler. Her and Charlotte have no in ring chemistry at all. It is clunky and brutal every time they're in the ring together. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's it's awkward. It's like it's like they
0: it, It's like two alpha females and neither one wants to to give anything to the other. It's it's bad.
3: Yeah. But you yeah, I mean you saw it with you know even like there was a reversal and like Charlotte turns around and Shane is start going to start doing her punches and it was like <laughs> and it, I was, yeah, it just it don't they don't flow well together and it's like is is Shayna and Nia having a feud that also somehow involves Charlotte, but also involves Alexa Bliss. And it's like like I need a fucking flowchart to figure out what what this feud is at this point. Like we, we know we've got a match between Alexa and Charlotte, but then we've also for some reason got these other two that are like imploding with each other and they're leading to a match. But it yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why they have to combine I those think- two together.
0: And let's expand it further out. We've got a raw women's uh, a raw women's tag team championship team that never fucking wins, but somehow is still champions.
3: Well, that's a good segue because <laughs> so you knew that this segment was already going to have issues when Sony Deville called her Nikki A-S- AHS. <laughs> yeah. Now thankfully, uh, Corey was like, "She must be a big fan of American Horror Story." <laughs> he, he tried, so it's like. Yeah. But then, so we have Nikki A.S.H. against Tamina, and then we're going to follow that up with Natalia versus Rhea Ripley. Now, I could see what they were going to do. They were going to have each person get a win apiece, to kind of be like, okay, you know, pro- prolong the feud. What happened, though, was Nikki hit a crossbody on Tamina, and, as we continue to say, if you don't kick out, you're going to get counted out. The ref counted the three. Tamina kicks out after the three. The bell rings. And because apparently the even the ring announcers are scripted, they announce that Tamina is the winner as Tamina's music plays. And everyone is fucking
0: confused. Is like, I'm sorry. Who won? <laughs> this it reminded me a lot of do you remember when we were doing the, the raw from the performance center and they did that match and I forget who it was with, but Shayna Baszler wrestled somebody and Shayna tapped that person out and they announced that person the winner and Shayna just like stormed off through the production area. didn't even go back up the stage. Yeah. Like I forget who, God, I wish I remember who, who that was, but that this very much reminded me of that. Like someone was supposed to win or some of uh, the script got screwed up somewhere. And they just went with it (laughs) and didn't pay any attention to what was actually happening in the ring. Yeah. Weird. But come on. And by the way, this is. It feels like every week we find a new way for Tamina to be awful. Now she can't even win the matches she's supposed to fucking win.
1: Yep.
2: I I think that we still have to give Tamina a chance because Twitter's saying so. (laughs) It's like. Come on, it's like she, she she's an amazing performer in something, I guess, like <laughs> doing poetry or something like that. Oh my gosh! Well, and then and then the
0: promo before the match, me and talk about how we dominate decades. Like which one? Yeah. Because you've got what like two women's title reigns between you over the last forty years. Which which decades did you dominate?
2: Yes. Tamina, uh, I'm sorry, Natalia is like my football, uh, soccer, sorry, uh, club's called Sporting. We haven't won a championship in 19 years, but we still feel like we are an important club. So <laughs> it's, like, to me, it's like, I'm Natalia, I won something like 20 years ago, please. Put me in the same level as the four horsewomen, because if you put me at the one dollar level, I will be really sad on Twitter. <laughs> we, uh,
3: we have the, the we have
0: Italia the is like Marty Giannetti's cat. Yes,
3: <laughs> it's a pussy. Yeah, we, we actually have uh, have those people here in America, too. They're called Dallas Cowboys fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were really good in the 90s. Yeah, so are the Bulls. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they, obviously the, the announcers again, tried to, to cover this up because they're like, even Nikki Cross looks surprised that she wants like, no, Nikki's looking around being like, uh, um, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like, so either Tamina was supposed to kick out, which obviously she did late, or she was supposed to reverse the, the, the pin into a roll up of her own to get the win. Right. Uh, neither of those things happened. <laughs> And it was like it's like Tamina, I understand that like you know you you learned a lot from your dad and and from the Hogan years, but kicking out after the three count is only something you do when you're a prick like Hulk Hogan and you can't bother to take a loss.
2: But yeah,
0: and then you uh, know we know you learned Tamina, we know you learned a lot from your dad, but we'd like it if you didn't kill Nikki. Yes.
2: Oh God, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh god! Oh god! Yeah,
2: imagine, imagine Tamina versus the son of Chris Benoit. Oh god! Please don't. <laughs> That's your fault, Jason. That is your fault. <laughs> right yeah. on.
3: It usually is. Yeah. Yeah. Be a fight to the death. I, I, as much as I appreciate the the amount of time that the women got this week, I don't need to continue to see Doja vs. Eva Marie.
0: It's only the first real match we've seen between the two.
3: And that should be the last. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just feel like there's so many better ways you could utilize Eva Marie than what they're doing,
2: honestly. Yeah. In a bikini shoot, <laughs> for example.
0: I, honestly, like, she's a fucking heat magnet. So yeah. all you really need to do is utilize her against the top face. And that top face will be way more over because of who's on the other side of the ring from her. Dewdrop is not that top face. No. You don't need to use Eva Marie to build a new face. That's not what she should be doing.
3: I mean, I can see her against Nikki A.S.H. It's a perfect feud because you've got Eva who will just pick apart the fact that she's a tiny little midget person, you know, and and that she's. She's Eva can be a super villain. Yeah. And and they just won't do that for some reason. And I, I get it. Even Marie can't wrestle, but you know it's you can use her much better than this. But so,
0: Tamina can't.
3: No, she can't either. That's the problem.
2: Okay. <laughs> so but we we can think about other things. It's like for example, is there a team or a, an individual that needs a mouthpiece to to become a bigger deal? I, I it think could be a already
0: a mouthpiece backstage. So, um, <laughs> oh God there's that but no I, there's, an, there's an idea though you find somebody who is talented in the ring and you put them in a tag team with Eva Marie and that would work yeah and the other person can carry it and Eva Marie can get the wins and she'll get more heat for stealing the wins from her teammate and mm-hmm. I mean that's what they were intending to do with Dewdrop and then they broke this shit up before it ever really got going
2: yeah I got one idea Tony Storm puts Tony Storm as a heel. No,
0: no no <laughs> what yeah. why we're not putting Tony Storm anywhere. Tony Storm is too good, too charismatic. Too, she she needs to be a star on her own. She's not a tag team division worker. The, the,
2: the, the problem the problem is uh, the problem is is like you presented Tony Storm as a big deal, like two week two months ago, for and, one week. Yes. Yeah, for one week and we haven't seen her yet. Nope. So there's a there's a part of a, of of the audience comparing, thinking that for example there's like six thousand, six hundred thousand uh, people watching NXT and two million watching Raw or one million and that don't know Tony Storm is. That probably and I feel like uh and uh, is, and her last run in NXT, Tony Storm proved that she's a better heel, that she's a better face. Yeah. So maybe she was, pretty,
0: we, she was she was really finding her role as a heel towards the yeah, end to be fair. Yeah. Her promo was really, really improved. Um and, and she definitely, her in-ring work as a, fa- as a heel definitely got better. Um, the, thing, the thing I really struggle with the most, and I think it's the biggest problem as it relates to all of this, is that WWE, under their banner, has probably the greatest collection of female talent in the world, except we only ever focus on five women. And that's a big problem.
3: Well, for one... Aaliyah is part of the RAW roster. Yep, we have yet to see cool. her. Uh, yeah. Dana Brooke is maybe knocked up, maybe not. Who knows at this point? Mia Yim is still AWOL. You know, um, you could always bring back Amber Moon. Moon and and Marie would be a good good teaming. Um, yeah, and then obviously Liv Morgan never gets a chance.
2: Right. So. And and probably is going to be called up really soon dakota Kai could probably go or, or either to raw sure. or to smackdown mm-hmm. so I don't
0: but, know. but you can send them all there tony storm is great addition in the main roster except they never use her right you yeah. can send dakota kai up there if you don't use her it doesn't fucking matter we have to get and wb has to get out of this mindset that nothing women's division will work unless it features charlotte becky bailey or sasha Yep. like they have to get out of that mindset even when they were pushing Asuka who were they pushing her against right all of them Bailey and
2: Sasha and then Charlotte I, I think that the, the, the there's a booking problem in the last 20 years is understanding that you can see a year of booking like smaller stories like for example Marvel for example there could be like a, a two or three month run that the focal point is, for example, I don't know, uh, Tony Storm. Then it could be, um, um, I don't know, um, Nikki Cross or something like that. And you. I'm sorry, that's
0: Nikki A.S.H.? Uh, it's very difficult for me to say <laughs> <Yes.
3: laughs> It's difficult for somebody to be able to say it. So. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: for me, it's Nikki Ash or Nikki Cross. It's like agreed, no, yeah. agreed.
0: It should be Nikki yeah. Ash. I'm so sick yeah. of having to hear Nikki A.S.H. seven times. It's, it's very so difficult awkward. To, to
2: to pronounce it is like a s h mm. like it's look like it's the same as a car it's like a model of a car now we have like a citroen a s h is very that, economic and
0: that my friend is why troy simply calls her nikki yes <laughs> yeah but
1: the,
2: but but i believe that, that there's the same problem with them in the men's division is there is no uh, first of all there's no way there's no way to sometimes give um, give mid card stories the the spotlight that they deserve. For example, they can they cannot main event a pay-per-view, they can main event, for example, a weekly show. But uh, see but the, for example, in SmackDown the last year uh, Roman Reigns fin- finished all the shows. It's great, but it's a, being a focal point for all the shows. Bobby Lashley is the focal point for all the shows on on Raw. And we compare, for example, when I believe that was the best um, um, edition of NXT. Sometimes the main, um, the main champion was not the focal point of one particular weekly show.
0: There were and times where you didn't see that guy yeah. for two, three weeks at a time. Exactly. Um, and to your point, I think they have they have danced around that from time to time. I remember they made a big deal and main evented um, when Big E beat Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title, right? Yes. So. They have sort of done that and they've tried it and I guess they've said it doesn't work, so
2: let's go back to the fucking same old, same old. Mm The problem the problem is the main event became so overexposed. For example, you cannot put right now Drew McIntyre in a WWE title picture. Because he for two years he was so overexposed every weekly show, every pay per view.
0: Well, now you can because now that Lashley doesn't have the title anymore. Yeah, you Drew can now. Fight for it. So
2: it will be a face versus face, but
0: yeah,
2: yeah, but ah, uh, I mean, true, true can do.
0: Oh, but but more on that later. I'm probably barely, yeah. I'm
3: spoiling here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if we, I guess we could talk about it if you wanted to, to segue into.
0: Uh, fuck it, let's go for it. So we did sort of bury the lead, I guess. Yeah.
3: So over, over on, on Twitter, we had uh, a message from Biggie right before Rob went on the air saying, I'm coming to Raw and I'm going to cash in my money in the bank. And of course, you know, you read that and you're like, okay, yeah, sure, that's what you're gonna do.
0: So you're gonna about to cash it in and somebody's gonna jump you, or yeah. it's gonna
3: be a disqualification or whatever. Yep. Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then the then the show started and of course we had a a Orton and uh, uh, Bobby Lashley talking segment and Big E was there as well and he continued to say, I'm gonna cash in on your ass after that match is done. <laughs> and you're like, okay, now we're now we're definitely just like fucking around. Just you know, he's just he's just trolling around like that
0: yeah- perhaps my favorite moment of raw in its entirety, oh well other than the end, but was the moment where like Lashley is face to face with Randy Orton and Biggie just slides in between them and then just sort of subtly holds up the yeah
1: face, <laughs> like
0: he was he was so
3: good throughout this entire episode and every, every time he was on, uh, he kept sneaking in behind people and like, if I just hold up bit, to- Yeah. So the entire show is revolving around the fact that like, yes, we're going to have this title match, but Biggie it continues to be like, I'm going to fucking cash in and I'm going to win. I'm going to cash in. I'm going to win. So we, uh, we get the match Orton and uh, against Bobby Lashley. It was a really good match. I, I thought that they both of them looked really good. Bobby, for sure, had probably one of his best matches in WWE. Um,
0: Orton doesn't really have bad no, matches. No. Sometimes they're boring, mm-hmm. but they're never bad.
3: And this, you know, the, the knock against Orton has always been like, yeah, too many wrestles and stuff like that. There was no fucking wrestles in this match. Like, right. it was just go, well, go, go. So,
0: yeah. So everyone said Randy Orton, too many wrestles, and then Baron Corbin went, hold my beer. Yeah, so- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now people true. don't care about Randy Orton's wrestling yeah. so much. So, uh, obviously, Orton... Aaron Corbin's finisher is the rear chin lock. I'm that's just saying. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Bobby Lashley
3: does wind up retaining, uh, and he proceeds to put Orton through a table, and while he does, uh, he uh, sustains... That's air quotes, because he can't see me. Uh, sustains an injury to his knee... And Biggie's music hits, so he comes running out, and uh, they announce Biggie is cashing in his money in the bank, and then we cut to commercial. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I, First, first I was like, Because I'm, because of course I have to watch this on the USA app. I'm like, Did the USA app just fuck me? Like, um. did they? Just, then I like went on Twitter. I was like, Oh no, 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 that was the broadcast that did that too. Not great timing, but I get it. Nope. Nope.
0: Poor, poor poorly timed out.
3: Yeah. So then uh, we come back and they the announcers let us know that hey, Bobby Lashley is refusing to uh, to do the match because he is injured. Which that was easily solved by just slapping him in the fucking face <laughs> and being like, "No, you're doing it." So they agree to it.
0: Also, that's never been a thing. Drew Dolph Ziggler was pretty much unconscious yes. when he got.
3: Eden, but. Right, exactly. So the the match does start. Uh and for a little bit there, it sure fucking looked like Barbara Lashley was going to beat Big E and fuck up his whole plan.
0: And that would have been such a WWE thing to do. Yes. And, and how fucking sad is it that this company has so conditioned us <laughs> that they're gonna fuck us over and find a way to not let like and this is what I sort of ranted about on the AEW the other day. Say what you want about AEW. It, they may sometimes do the obvious and easy thing, but the fans get what they want ultimately. Yeah. Right. But WWE, we're so the reason this is such a shocker is because they didn't fuck us over. <laughs> they actually gave the fans what they wanted for once.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Biggie kicked out of the spear and uh, um, winds up hitting the big ending and is your new WWE champion. Um, so. Right off the bat, it was it, it was like, a, a oh, my God, we just had back to back African-American champions like they've never done that before. They never had that before. And it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like tokenism. You know, it felt earned. You know, Lashley felt earned when he won the championship. You know, he was doing great work. He had a great mouthpiece behind him. He had a great presentation. He's, his presentation has been amazing.
0: Big E. Oh, he's winning that title right back. Big E
3: has felt <laughs> th- this felt earned for Big E as well because you had two months of him sort of building up, you know, with, with the the case, and he's been so charismatic and and so like undeniably talented. And the fact that you you saw the outpouring of support once he actually did win it, that that it was it was like. are we seriously going to get two black guys like trading this belt for a little bit and and feuding with each other? And that's fucking awesome, you know? Um, Obviously, people love to go and fucking shit on it right off the bat and trying to claim that, like, oh, WWE was just trying to pop ratings. It's like, yeah, everything is. That's why they have a TV show. Like, don't you understand that, like, uh, every wrestling company is trying to pop ratings. Like that's why AEW had CM Punk on on Rampage instead of on Dynamite because they wanted to pop ratings for it. That's why they keep having these debuts because they want to pop ratings for it. Like that's what it always is about. It's about getting people to watch your fucking show. Because otherwise you would just do live events, right? You wouldn't have a TV show. So that argument doesn't hold any water at all to just be like, "Oh, just trying to fucking pop ratings." Like, yeah, of course they planned it out to be. The first week that you had Monday Night Football, because they knew that they needed to do a little something to get uh, get at least some ratings back, you know. And but they had planned this out like that was the this was the this actually was supposed to be the second day of the draft was yesterday, and they moved the draft to October. So they had always planned on Biggie was going to cash in. This date, like, this was it. This was what they had fucking in Sharpie on their calendar. Like, this is the day Biggie is cashing it and winning, you know? So, um, but I I obviously, I was very happy. I'm a big, big, Big biggie fan. Um, and I loved, I loved everything about this. Uh, so, uh, um, but I love, I want to hear what you guys have to think.
0: So, It's hard. First off, I was hundred percent wrong, and I, I will open by saying that. Um, in that, I said for a while ago I didn't think Biggie could win credibly the heavyweight title while still sort of being goofy and clowning around. I thought he had to heel turn or be become more serious or more like Lashley, I guess, if you want to say that. But he didn't, and it worked. And good on him. And uh, you know, I'm happy to be wrong on that. That said, here's where I pour a little cold water on it. And, and this isn't necessarily... It, it, this didn't have that same emotional feeling I had when Kofi won, for example. Sure. Um, and, that, and that's hard to recreate that. But it's like, you saw the New Day run out, and it didn't feel the same as when the New Day ran out when Kofi won. And I felt like it sort of should have. And maybe that's just me like looking for something that's unfair to look for but that's sort of how I felt. It was like, oh, okay, this is a really nice moment, but it's very similar to this other one, except a little bit less than.
2: I, I feel like it's there, there are different things, I guess, because for for Kofi, we have like the the, the amount of years he, went, he, he was in WWE that didn't have a title match, didn't have the opportunity. So it's more than just being like a... New, a new day guy that won the championship, and it was in WrestleMania. It was against uh, Daniel Bryan, and it, it, I believe that the 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 Kofi story is more similar to the Daniel Bryan story at WrestleMania story than is to the to the to the to now Big E story. For me, I think everything was absolutely perfect the Biggie won the the money in the bank briefcase and the booking was not the normal booking of someone that won the, the, the briefcase that is to lose every single match to become the moment
0: Well more... no no but he only had I think like two or three televised matches after
2: he won the briefcase. He sort of yeah. stopped wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But but it's a good thing. It's better than for example what happened to Daniel Bryan that he was losing like every single week. I guess yeah. And it is i believe it's very difficult to do a a face caching that the face feels like he, he was not a fluke win and oh. i didn't felt it was a like a fluke win and and felt smart because for example john is cashing he he decided to cash in beforehand he looked stupid right uh-huh. didn't look like a a normal guy. I believe the only one that you can say that it's better than this one was Rob Van Dam, that he decided, you know what, I'm gonna cash in this on my terms on ECW one night 10 I believe this cash in is almost better than, for example, what Dean Ambrose did, John Moxley on, on Seth Rollins, because it was like it, it was a face cash in. It was not a fluke win from behind or something like that. On the beginning well, of the night, it said, I'm going to cash in this briefcase.
0: Yeah, so, and, I, and I agree with a lot of that up until you say it wasn't done as a fluke victory, and I wish they hadn't thrown in the quote-unquote knee injury.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay. Because yeah, I, I feel
0: like they, they did that just to give Lashley an out for losing, which, again, great. You give Lashley this out for losing, but you take a little bit away from Big E winning, which – Really should be the focus.
2: Well I I have to agree. And you have to agree. I have to agree. But you gave him two outs.
0: Because he also
3: wrestled
2: a match.
0: (laughs) Like
1: that
3: that's enough to me. It's like he can sit there and be like, I had to wrestle two matches and that's why I lost. But now you're like, not only did I have to wrestle two matches, but I also fucking my knee up. You know, like yeah. Yeah, So yeah, I that was maybe a a little bit too much, but considering the, the history that we've seen, like it's it's not that it's not that bad that we had the outgoing champion like that have a reason for it because you do want to still keep him strong. And obviously we're going to continue down this, this path because this, this obviously Orton's part in this was just to get to this, you know? Um, So I, I was, I was fine with that. I, I I do get a little bit of, of the book and criticism, but you know, um, I do like it whenever a face Tells you this is what I'm going to do, and then they do it, you know. Right. So uh, the, it, I, I liked it for that aspect of it. Um, there, you, but you also do give a little bit of fuel to anybody who wants to go against Big E to be like, well, you ran away from Roman, you yeah. know, right. and and you came over here and, and you kind of picked your spot. So there, there is that good aspect of it where you do have kind of you got some fuel for the heels, and you've obviously got fuel for for Big E uh, as well
0: now so so here's the next question do you ever see a scenario under which xavier woods wins the championship uh no because i feel like it's tough i feel like that's that's the storybook ending it's all three of them end up as WWE champions someday but i just don't know that they view xavier woods in that same sort of light Man, Xavier Woods hasn't even won. And it. He might be the most charismatic of the group, mm. honestly.
2: Yeah. In in ring, it's unbelievable. But yeah. I don't f- I don't feel like I feel like uh, Xavier Woods is so good on the mic. They see him as the mouthpiece for for New Day. I think that Biggie winning the championship, we will probably get a three way with the all the New Day um, members. In the future, mm-hmm. okay. I don't feel like there's a need for anyone to turn ill. I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's see who, who, the, who the better man is. And um, but I don't feel like Xavier or or Consequences Creed. <laughs> um, uh, and, and it's unfortunately because we 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 if we compare the three guys, there's the one that is most charismatic and. In the ring, probably at the same level as the other two. Right. He's very important. He's
3: surprisingly the one that looks the most like a pro wrestler too. Because Big E is yeah. Big E is so huge that he doesn't look like he should be able to do the things he does. Xavier is fucking ripped, you know, he's got a good height to himself like that, but they need to I guess first we need to see him as a singles run, because he's the one guy that hasn't had one yet. Right. So um
0: And And I felt like we were gearing up for that because he was doing a little bit of that while Kofi was out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, But not so much. The one thing I will say, too, that I I really do want to give them credit for is they have so protected Lashley Spear. Like, it's been the devastating finish that nobody has been able to, like, sort of stop. Mm -hmm. And they had Big E kick out of it. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Sure. I, I would have loved. I, I would have loved to see him break out of the hurt lock, like power out of that, because that would have been the big money. Because yeah. nobody's gotten out of the hurt lock since it, since it became a thing. I think. Oh, Drew did once. Again, yeah, but Drew did once. Yeah, it's been. There's time though. Pretty protected. There's time though. You can you could
3: do it because because okay. I feel like if we're not getting this match um, at Extreme Rules, we're we're building it up for. Whatever the fuck's after Extreme Rules. Oh,
0: see, we're getting it. I feel like we're getting the rematch of Extreme Rules. I feel like Lashley's getting the title back. because I still feel like the plan is Lashley and Goldberg in Saudi Arabia.
3: I mean, you could still do Lashley and Goldberg in Saudi Arabia without the title.
0: <laughs> uh, you can, but the Saudis want Goldberg in the title picture. We've seen this time and time again.
2: Did you put them in the three-way? Yeah. God. Did you? Oh, because Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> Biggie, Biggie, talk about wanting uh, to facing Goldberg like. As soon as he won the the money in the bank briefcase, I guess mm-hmm.
0: you put those guys in a three way. That's Biggie's. That's an orgasmic situation for Biggie because that's a lot of big meaty men slapping meat right there.
2: That's
3: true.
0: And I love that they worked that into the show. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I mean, a, a three way with with those three guys would be a lot of fun. Um, and I and I feel like you could do that at audience and, and still have you know Biggie retain.
2: You know, um. <laughs> Damn. and it's a way to, to protect Goldberg because let's face it um, it's like um, diminishing returns every time we see Goldberg in the ring yeah. so having like two guys that can go out and then Goldberg appears do a spear or two, jackhammer or something like that mm-hmm. it's easier to, to navigate in this situation than in a one-on-one situation like it was in Samerson
0: talk yeah. about a guy that continues to tarnish his legacy but whatever <laughs>
3: Did you, by the way... So stink. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, did you happen to see that WWE has made more money on the Saudi Arabia deal than every single WrestleMania combined? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly why we keep going back.
0: <laughs> did you see that they've made more money on the Saudi Arabia deal than AEW is worth?
2: Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the financial evaluation of WWE and every time I see someone saying WWE is dead I I want them to look at my Excel. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think people don't understand the way that the number of tickets are decreasing a bit but they're increasing so much the price that they're making more money right now even in house shows than they ever did. Mm -hmm. So to that point this
0: past Friday SmackDown, which we'll talk about, which for my opinion was the best SmackDown we've seen in a very, very long time. Um was the highest gate SmackDown's ever done either. So
3: And SummerSlam was the was the highest gate that they've ever done for SummerSlam, too. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Which is to be fair, is the first time SummerSlam's done an arena. So True. Since Wembley, I guess. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um and Wembley is a Tennis stadium, not a football stadium. It's definitely.
2: No, it's a it's a football stadium, a soccer stadium.
0: Wembley? Yeah. Oh, okay. I stand corrected then.
2: It is for like right now. It's like for sixty thousand people, I guess. Isn't it where the, they play
0: Wimbledon? Uh, Isn't that where no. they play Wimbledon?
2: I think it's an arena close to Wembley, oh, okay. but not in Wembley. Uh, okay. Wembley. Was the final of the Euro Cup and they lost at home. And okay. It was really funny because say they is, decided. Say, look at this.
0: Bruno's already paying dividends. Correcting. Me. There you go. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Uh, this is what happened.
0: Oh no, it's fine. I'm dumb. I appreciate it when somebody can correct me. It's usually I'm usually a sally. Can't do any of that. <laughs>
3: uh, Wimbled- The Wimbledon tennis tournament is held at All England Club in Wimbledon, London.
0: Okay. You're not allowed to correct me just for now, so <laughs> fucking stop
3: it. I have the power of the internet on my side.
0: <laughs> well, motherfucker, I couldn't look it up before I said some dumb shit. Sometimes you just gotta take some dumb shit and go out on a limb, all right? Yeah, that's
2: fine. I have the, I have the power of the sport that no American like. That's right. Uh, that is my ultimate power. Got that. There you go. You got that going for you.
3: Um... All right, so you, uh, Jason, you want to talk about SmackDown? Yeah. I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> which, which can
2: I just do you want to
0: talk can
2: about? Can, <laughs> I ju- can I just say just a, a small comment mm-hmm. sure. about, uh, about the beginning? Um, Troy was saying incorrectly that some criticism about uh, the Raw uh, episode was like, oh, they are doing things to get more ratings. But funny thing, they did not present someone new. They did mm-hmm. not. Uh, they the only thing that they use is a catalysm to create a new story. Just that. Yeah. And they are the same people. They feel like, oh, Daniel Bryan, sorry, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, and, and CM Punk are not ways to create uh, to to increase ratings. So. Right. It's just <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: Um, well, uh, obviously the uh, um. SmackDown show was the day before, uh, nine 11. Um, it was the 20 year anniversary of, uh, of the nine 11 attacks and they were in Madison square garden, which of course is in New York. Um, so there was a, there, uh, if you, you know, didn't, didn't live through nine 11, like, uh, you know, like me and Jason did, obviously me, being in America here, um, you you knew exactly what this show was was going to be you know it was going to be very much like a, a you know a reminder of like hey you know this happened but also kind of reminder that like hey WWE also was the ones who are like yeah, fucked him terrorists we're gonna be the first you know show back on TV and you know a lot of flag waving obviously they've got their their big 9 11 special that they came out with too and which they had fucking the Undertaker talk on it's like. Motherfucker, you weren't even there. Like <laughs> you weren't even on that show afterwards. Um, really? Yeah, he wasn't. He, he was. He was in the documentary that they did. It's like it's like, why are we talking to you? Because because you were injured at that time. You weren't you weren't on that show at all. Anyways, um, but the 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 big thing that that took up the majority of the show was Seth Rollins versus Edge, which was a match that I was looking forward to. Um, I was, I was a little surprised that they didn't save it for the pay-per-view. Um, but again, when you think about, you know, WWE, their, their business model changed once they sold off everything to Peacock where it's like, well, now we're not building towards pay-per-views. We're trying to now just get our own, own shit in on, on our, on our network show. So I, for one thought that this was a great fucking match, uh, Rollins Edge, but,
0: uh, what do you guys think? This to me was, first off, without entrances, this was better to me than their SummerSlam match. At least for me, I enjoyed it more. Um, and I enjoyed the SummerSlam match tremendously, but I, I, I thought this one was a little bit better. I'm going to go even further. To me, this is the best televised match on wrestling I've seen this year. Nice. Yes. This, yes. this this had literally everything. It had great false finishes. It had an a, One of the hottest crowds I've heard for live television, not counting pay-per-views, obviously. Um, One of the loudest crowds I've heard. Uh, It had, you know, tied in long-term storytelling with Rollins. Finally, after all these years getting the stomp on Edge, it had set up for the future with Edge coming back at some point. to get Like, just so much was here. This was just beautiful, beautiful storytelling. And this is what wrestling, when it's at its best, can be
2: this is one of the of those matches that and those and those stories that increases every time they are are in the ring um and sometimes it's very difficult sometimes it's very difficult sometimes you have a, such a high point for example uh champa and gargano that the second point is like a little bit lower in this case i think that the story and and the last moment it felt so real it almost was uncomfortable to, to watch Edge and Rollins and, uh, and the emotion they were they were bringing in the in their facial expressions. So I agree with absolutely with Jason. And uh, for me, this was not. I think we can, we could put this on a on a list for like ten best, best matches of the year. I guess honestly, it's like I believe there's like Shango and Will Osprey for me. It's still the, my top match. A top ten. Uh, I'm glad to put this 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 masterpiece for me.
3: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some some time, You know, a lot of times, you know, sequels aren't as good as the originals. Um. But every once in a while, you get a Terminator two, and and I feel like that's the case here. Is that they? There's a good chance that they probably watched that match and were like, okay, well, that was good, but what can we do better? And that, that's what you want right. to see. And I I feel like they they accomplished that. And yeah. even though. This was on SmackDown instead of on a pay-per-view. They still gave it a ton of time. Probably gave it so much time that we did have to cut <laughs> Zelina Vega, but <laughs> um, which obviously was the other big issue was uh, this. This show was originally supposed to have four matches. Uh, one of which was, uh, or well, the one that they didn't have was uh, Zelina Vega. Um, Li- oh, no, it was Zelina Vega and who else against Liv Morgan. What was the fucking match supposed to be? Is
0: Zelina Ve- is Liv Morgan and Carmella. That's what it was, yeah. Against Zelina Vega and uh, Tony Storm. Tony Storm, yeah, that's right. So, um, a lot was made about the fact that you know, um,
3: Zelina Vega, of course, did lose her father on 9 Um, she apparently had a, a brand new outfit for the show and everything of like that too, um, but, which I I understand. Look, I do, you know, and and um. Of the things that you were going to cut for time, maybe the ten-man tag match was a thing, <laughs> even though I think? even though I I get you know Trey Young, you wanted to pop the crap, but but change it up a little bit, you know we didn't have to give it that much time or or cut a little bit more off of the street profits just to at least get this fucking match and just so that Selena could be on the show, um because that that is like there there are certain things that you you wanted to give that woman her time you know she she was at the next day she was at the 911 memorial you know reading off names of, of those that uh, that we lost that day um, but yeah it, it it was kind of a bummer to, to see that and the fact that they didn't even have her come out for any of the dark matches because there were a ton of them too <laughs> like you know like the crowd really needed to see drew McIntyre fucking beat happy Hor- uh, Corbin I keep wanting to call him, keep wanting to call him happy Hogan. Happy Cor- Corbin, because uh, we had to have that match as well as fucking you know another dark match with John Cena. But
1: yeah, I don't like, know. like
0: to your point, dude, do, do we need to, this ten man to go that long, or do we need seventeen segments with Kayla trying to interview Paul Heyman? Right. Do we need like there's yeah. so much you could have cut to get the match. Out yeah. There, it just seems like, yeah. and that's just sort of. Sometimes you want to, as a fan, just grab Vince McMahon's neck and shake him and go, dude. He wasn't even at SmackDown, actually. Whoever was running the show, just grab my neck, shake him, and go, dude, learn, like, stop unnecessarily kicking yourself in the dick. Like, it doesn't have to be this hard to just do the smart thing. Like, I don't understand why we so desperately try to fight. What the fan base wants and what the fan base will pop for—like it blows my mind sometimes with this company. It really does. Mm-hmm.
2: But I think I think that the fact that the, the segment that went too long was was Edge and, and Rollins, and probably they went. To, um, they're probably the, the the match of Selena was between Edge and Rollins, and the main event that was officially the main event It was the users versus. Mm-hmm. Versus um, street. versus street pop. I believe there was no uh, anything in between. I think they were like in between a, a rock and a hard place. And like, okay, so we have to cut it out because we had' We still need the, the
0: well. Well, well, well. Here's here's where I'll disagree with you, Bruno. Please. As much as I, as much as I love the idea of Street Profits and Usos because two of the best tag teams in the last decade in WB as far as I'm concerned the match ended with a disqualification there's a million ways we could have done yeah. that in less time and still had Zelina's match
2: yeah. yes it's right um,
0: it was so a no consequences match at the end of the day so it could have been very quick you could have still gotten to exactly the same ending and still had time for Zelina's match
2: the The problem is, the problem was you okay the the, the finish was not was not the, the greatest but you will cut a really good match because Uso and but, uh,
0: and Switch- no no but 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 here's what I'm saying like if you don't have the really good match you can still have the same ending which leaves open what you're going to do yeah. which is have the match at the pay per view and then the match at the pay per view is more special because I haven't watched these guys work a complete match.
2: Yeah, that, that that's the problem of booking of of WWE booking is that nothing is special anymore because we right. see them see them uh, like almost every week and they right. they repeat stuff so much that when you you arrive to every every single every single pay per view is like just like um this year's backlash was WrestleMania backlash we feel like every 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 pay per view is like raw backlash and SmackDown backlash and right. everything like that. But, and that, and yeah. that's sort of my only
0: point, is that if that was the ending you were going for and we weren't getting an actual payoff to the match, there was zero reason to not just go right to hot shot to that finish and still sneak the Zelina match in. Right. Yeah. And it would have been much better PR. And the Zelina match didn't have to be long. Yeah.
2: You know? it could be like two, three minutes just right. for her to get that that moment
0: right. on that yeah, crowd. Right. Exactly. Well it just yeah. it doesn't have to be that hard to do the right thing you also I wish this company would do that recognize that more often you also didn't really need to have
3: her in a match just have her on the show right just even if you're just interviewing her backstage for a second like just to sure. just to make sure she's on the show like if you're gonna cut off her time just be like okay instead of instead of this time with fucking that them trying to chase down Paul Heyman
0: let's have them talk to I, her I think for, yeah, but I think for her the the big thing was performing at Garden. Sure,
3: Squaredo. sure, yeah. So yeah, but it, that's her hometown, right? But as a compromise, at least instead of just nothing. But it's her hometown, <laughs> and
0: she would have lost. So Probably, yeah, yeah there's that yeah. yeah saved her a loss? That's true. Um, so so while we're talking about SmackDown and and women on SmackDown, I would like to right now provide an open invitation to the Rundown Wrestling Network. Oh boy, for any of those people, any of them who went on social media immediately following SummerSlam to complain about the Becky Lynch victory over um, Bianca Bianca Belair because the way they did that has made Bianca a way bigger star and a way bigger face than she ever was before, which is, if you'll recall, Troy, exactly what I said was to happen.
3: <laughs> weird how that works that way
0: and exactly why I didn't have a problem with the way they did it uh-huh. I, I will uh, open invitation to any of you who want to come on this show and take the L for being absolutely fucking wrong good, knee-jerk reaction having no ability to wait for it to play out and see how it works and just immediately shitting on it because you didn't like the way WWE did something uh-huh. I take... By the way, by the way, <laughs> now I cannot fucking wait to see this match, like a real match between these two, whereas if they had blown their wad at SummerSlam, there would be nothing to look forward
1: to. Mm-hmm.
2: I will take a semi-lo- semi-loss, and I will explain you why. Because I I had the same, as I, I was watching SummerSlam, Summer, I had the same um, rationale as you, um, Jason, with a, a small caveat. I thought that Bianca was turning heel and not back. Right. So I was like, okay, this is a... Because I felt like, okay, Bianca's character is a little bit stale. It's something... uh, She, as a champion, she was not growing as much as we do. Okay, let's make a heel turn, put it back in here, and we're going for it. But, like I was saying, I was expecting this to be something even... Better for Bianca, but I was expecting as a heel and not as a face. Mm-hmm. But amazing, well, and, man.
0: And, and here's the problem with Bianca Bianca's face run is that she didn't have, I mean, her, the only heel she had to play off of was Carmella.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Now she's got a legit badass heel to play off of. And I will say I wasn't sure Becky could pull. I, I undersold Becky. I didn't know Becky could turn the crowd. She fucking did. Good on her. Um, I know the last time they tried that, it was just the fans refused to boo her, but she did a fantastic job. The big fur coat. shes It's like she's taking Seth Rollins' How to Be a Douchebag courses and passing with flying colors. Um, but it's, She did a great job, but having her on the other side just makes Bianca so much more endearing, and it, it's done wonders for both of them, honestly. Yeah. Becky feels fresh and new and exciting in a way she didn't any time before she left. And let's be honest. I love the last kicker. I love the man. Um, but if she came back and just went right back into doing that, it would have gotten very stale very quick.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure, Becky is doing Becky is doing to to Bianca what Ronda Rousey did to Becky. Yeah. A. Yeah. Someone because I believe that on that point. Uh, be. Um, not in, in for the eyes of the fans, but for the eyes of everyone else. The star was was um, Ronda, and Ronda mm-hmm. was uh, the, the huge money drawing deal. Yeah. And the way that they created, they they passed to a to a face what was a really strong money drawing yield. Yeah. And I believe that they're doing exactly the same thing. And mm, when I when um when I saw the build up for WrestleMania. I was the one that said the one of the few that said, uh, okay, Bianca, I don't feel as hot as I felt that she needed to be for the position of being in the main event of, of WrestleMania. I think that if you want to put like Bianca versus versus, uh, versus sorry versus um, Becky on the main event of Extreme Rules, I'll be happy for it. Uh, yeah, it's like it's it is the harder match right now.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And credit, beyond, credit uh, Becky during this contract. Like, So what would happen if I just didn't sign this? <laughs> like, all these contract signings, and nobody's ever asked that question. And I love that she was the only one to do it, the first one to do that. Um, so that was awesome. Um, but she's done such a good job. She really has in, in a very short period of time. Um, both of these women are doing some of the best work I've seen them do um and and this segment was fantastic and like i said anybody that wants and meltzer alvarez any of you guys who shit all over this at SummerSlam that want to come on and take the l feel free to join us next tuesday night we will be here you know shoot us uh rundown wrestling on twitter shoot us a dm feel dms are open feel free to come on and just uh let us know because you guys need to come and take that l
3: Boy, you you use the term DM and come in the same sentence, and it just was natural. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> absolutely. You know? All right. So, anything uh, anything else? Oh, oh we cannot get, no no because no, we cannot get out of SmackDown without talking about. Oh, our yes, teeth. that's
3: right. Yeah, yeah, because and one of the the, fan- fir- the the first segment and the
2: last segment.
0: <laughs> yes, fantastic first segment. Because for those of you who didn't see it, it opens with with uh, Roman comes out. And basically says WWE owns New York City, and I own WWE, <laughs> which basically means I own New York City.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Huge heat, <laughs> great job by Roman there. Then Lesnar comes out, ridiculous pop. Um, I love the uh, the home improvement thing. On Twitter. That was great. <laughs> yep. um, comes out, great pop, gets in the ring, and fantastic. Paul why didn't you tell Roman I was coming to SummerSlam? And everybody Ooh. <laughs> Roman does a great job, to, rips his belt out of Heyman's hands, and Heyman looks like the poor child that just got told you're not eating Christmas dinner. And then Ro, Roman and the Usos go to leave, and Lesnar's laughing, and, and Heyman grabs the mic and does the old school Brock Lesnar intro, and then Brock's, Brock says, listen, I just got one question. Why won't Roman accept my challenge? He's got five seconds. He picks him up he gets the f five. And then Roman saves Heyman. And like, this whole thing was just beautiful. Like, so, so fucking well done.
2: Lesnar proved that on the mic, he could be something else, even without uh, Paul Heyman. Because you it don't need to be... You, as a wrestler, I, I guess, you don't have to do like a 20-minute Triple H promo in the middle of the ring to open Raw. You can just do sparkly things, just small uh, but impactful uh, phrases like the one, why don't you tell Roman that I was coming in? And basically be making moments that will last forever.
0: It's a, it's a very foreign concept, Bernardo WWE, that less can sometimes be more. Yeah, true. Because WWE believes that more is more. Um, but no, yeah, it was great. And then of course we get to the end of the show. Dum dum. Right.
3: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um. After uh uh after Roman beats the ever loving piss out of uh out of uh Finn Better. he goes walking away and or not no oh, sorry that was last week. No. Um. Yeah. So. He uses. Yeah. Um. After the after the Usos match, we get a little bit of lightning. And uh nope, not the Undertaker this time. Out comes the return of the Demon.
0: And, and first first off first off first off, very important, the return of the Demon, not the Demon King. Correct. Yes. I don't know if that's it's almost like they're letting they're letting Balor run with it finally.
3: Yeah, I don't know if that was part of the the fact that Keen is no longer there all the time. Because he was the devil's favorite demon, and uh, so I don't know if that was something along those lines or if it was just like we're letting him be the fucking person he's supposed to be. But yeah, um we uh, we get the return of him again. Fucking body paint looked looked on point. Uh, the entrance was great again, and uh, there's still a little bit of the the new Balor in this, which I like. This wasn't exactly the same demon as we saw before. There's still a little bit more cockiness to him, which I liked. But uh, yeah, so... Roman Reigns will not be facing Finn Balor at Extreme Rules. He'll be facing the demon.
2: And one Um, more thing. And one more thing. The end of the segment was just a stare down. They didn't judge. There was no de Gras or something like that. They right. saved that for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Right. So important. Yeah. Right.
1: Now
0: here's first off, first major question: How many layers of Adam's pants did he rip through? Oh
3: boy, <laughs> a lot, dude. He's. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll have to text him and see how many pairs he was wearing. But I mean, I would assume he's got to respackle that wall because he just spackled it again.
1: Oh,
0: thanks, Al. Um. But the second thing is, my only, the only, and this is just probably me being overly negative towards WWE based on their history. I have a hard time getting super into even the demon Finn Balor versus Roman, knowing that they're already promoting Roman and Brock Lesnar. Sure. Because you're sure. almost telling me that this match, the demon Finn Balor is going to lose. And once the demon Finn Balor loses, I feel like that takes all the wind out of the sails of the character. Yeah,
3: yeah. The only person so far that um, that has beaten him is Samoa Joe, and that was at NXT, so he is he is right.
2: on the cage, in the cage match, right? Yep.
3: Yeah. So that it'll be it'll be interesting, but I would love to see it happen. I would love to see Finn take it. But are you okay over there? Yep. What's wrong?
0: Just watching the Red Sox. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You would, Was you would it think a touchdown? Be, uh, <laughs> it's like having it an here. <laughs> you, you, you would think professional Major League outfielders would be able to catch the ball without it popping out of their gloves, but, yeah, basically.
2: You, know, you know. Oh, my goodness. They scored this, this the goal something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, something like that. Um, but one, but uh, I have yeah. to 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 give WWE something great that I usually don't give like They provide two interesting opponents for Lesnar, for 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 Roman, in the space of. Two months. Like right. Demon the the Demon Balor and, and Brock Lesnar. You can see them basically if you want. Them can they are credible enough to beat Roman. Yep. And for some time we haven't seen anyone that you can say, okay, this guy could beat Roman if you if if the, the situation is correctly.
1: Sure.
2: And that, and I think that is absolutely wonderful. I'm very excited to, to see the, the, the match. And I have to, to, to say is that um, in a recent interview, actually for a Portuguese channel, Balor joined the, the feud with, with with Lesnar in a very interesting way, saying just this. Um, first of all, um, it was one of his better, best matches ever against Lesnar on 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 Royal Rumble, and I believe it said something like, "He never beat the Demon; he just beat Finn Balor." Mm-hmm. Right. So, so they, if I believe that there's two weeks until uh, Extreme Rules, two three weeks, so they can still tell the story of putting doubts in our brains that okay, we can go with the. Probably the the more logical path, and that is Roman versus Lesnar. But we can also go Roman uh, Lesnar versus Demon Balor.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Very true. I mean, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I just if they if they put the belt on Balor and we build to a triple threat, great, no problem with that. I just feel like I, I wish that they were promoting them separately because by promoting them both at the same time, I really do feel like it tells us where they're going. You know what I mean? Sure.
3: Yeah. Cards have to change though. So maybe. (laughs) All right. Anything else, gentlemen?
0: That's it for me.
2: Get your vaccination, please. please, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um,
0: Yeah. actually, uh, We didn't do a what's going on in your life, but uh, this week a friend of my son's was confirmed positive. He's having a rough time with it, he'll be fine, I think, but definitely struggling a little bit. So, uh, X, just want to shout you out, buddy. We're thinking of you. I hope you feel better soon. Um, but also, over and above all that, uh, you know, the kids are now back in school over here. I don't know how things are over there, Bruno, but um so you know that was like a bunch of kids got close contacts and now they can't go to school and my son actually like uh this was friday and then my son on monday uh ended up getting a headache at school and the headache got bad enough that he threw up and as a result he was out today we had to take him this morning for a covid test uh fortunately and thankfully he he is negative so um but he's very soon to be able to be vaccinated he will very soon hit that age where he can officially be vaccinated and i will feel a lot better once that is actually a thing um, no no no, 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 no. you
3: cannot say that without doing that as the grizzled young vets
0: to be vaccinated <laughs>
2: There we go. I really want. I really want when I finally get, uh, when I finally get the, the the PhD. I have Jason saying
0: soon to be. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do that for your next intro. Buddy. There you go. Yeah.
2: Um, for us in Portugal, we are still we are with 85 percent, uh, fully va- uh, one shot and 78, fully vaccinated. But we still use mandatory, um. Mandatory uh, use of uh, face mask everywhere, including outside.
1: And, and
0: do see... people rally against it and bitch and complain and cry and piss and moan about it?
2: There's this really small group, but but at least we don't have like what's going to be like in two or three weeks in your in your countries that uh, the new the new elite variant coming from all out. <laughs> 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 the all elite variant is going to be really cool. But, um, there's, there's a lot of complaints of obviously some business that are closed for two weeks, two years, like for example, um, discos and everything like that. But we understand like, okay, we cannot let the people die. Let's get the vaccination. Let's try to get help because even with vaccination, you can get the virus. It's not, it's not like a, a, so we, we are, for example, The students, every single student and every single professor before the beginning of classes, the official beginning. So right here, last week, they're all being tested to see if they have COVID or not before the the beginning. So we are trying as much as we can with the small budget that we have to control something that affects all of us. uh, Because a bad decision from Portugal will affect probably uh, America and a bad decision from America will affect Portugal. Right. And
0: uh, we and, we pride ourselves on our bad decisions. Yeah. I
2: mean, we've been
0: keeping <laughs> we up on the news.
2: We don't. We we yeah. are still feeling very bad because what we, our third spike or second spike was because of a a football match that was not that was basically only for the Englishmen were two English teams that went from to Portugal to get the the, the match mm. because it was the only country that allowed them. And we had a spike of cases, and we are were so the we only complain with bad decisions that increase the cases, and some bad decisions that we can say, okay, they're not preventing anything. We could solve it out and hmm. getting because, for example, even my business, we suffer a lot with this COVID thing, even more than than, than America. We don't have like the 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 the, the government doesn't give us the all the incentives to to basically to live there are people that are starving mm-hmm. they were starving in the, in in last year hopefully things are getting better we are still getting cautious our um our measures are always on the basis of fully vaccination so if we reach x amount we gonna get this measure if we get this amount we're gonna get this measure and that's
0: yeah, I, I feel like sadly in our society, in our country over here, we've just switched to. We're just gonna have to. We're, we're more dealing with treatment than yeah. actual prevention anymore.
3: Which is exactly how our healthcare system is too. Um,
0: right. Yeah,
3: what United States right now is at 53% vaccinated. That's really bad. Uh, although uh, Massachusetts is third best uh, state, yeah, and uh, Wisconsin is 22nd. So not to, <laughs> Hey, still in the
0: upper half. <laughs> hey, we we also don't have an anti-mask lunatic at the top of our.
3: Yeah, you know, state. yeah, okay. yeah. That <laughs> really, yeah. That's the well, Wisconsin doesn't have that either. Um, but they do have a lot
0: uh in there like. So, Isn't Ron Johnson a big anti-mask guy?
3: Yeah, but he he's a part of the problem. I mean, our our governor is Evers, and he he's trying. But the problem is, is that we have a very Republican Supreme Court here. So anything that Everest tries to do, the Republican Supreme Court is just like, ah, eh, no fuck yourself. So we're doing better than I was, I, I was, I would think that we would do considering what we got. But we're nowhere near as bad as like Wyoming, which is at thirty-nine percent vaccinated,
2: and as they are, they are at the <laughs> bottom. <laughs> And for us, and for us in in Europe, we felt so almost angry at you because you started the vaccination firstly. Mm-hmm. You get, basically take all the shots. There are some shots that were, I believe, expired because yep. of this thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. and for us it was like. Please give us some shots. Give us yeah. some shots. We no, you have every
0: this. right to be mad at us. We have It's like everything else. We have all the best of the world and we just don't appreciate anything. Else. <laughs> we had
3: uh yeah. um, we had a situation here in Wisconsin where uh, some asshole decided to take 10,000 vaccinations out of storage and let them expire because he didn't believe in them. And that's Jesus. Christ. Yeah, and it's like that that he Fucked up more vaccinations than were actually like sent to Africa at so far, kind of thing. So it's yeah, it, it is something to to be very fucking pissed off about. And uh, but yeah,
2: if 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 you let me, the I believe the reason that Portugal is being a study case for everyone else is our plan is now being executed by a, by a military. He is the one that picked the plan, and we <laughs> were, we're putting this in perspective. There were weekends that a country with 10 million people gets something like 100,000 persons like 100? Yeah, 100 yeah 100,000 persons on a on a weekend to be vaccinated uh-huh. there's something absolutely unbelievable uh-huh. and um thank you for everyone that contributed with this the, um, the
0: the problem we have here is that our military is one of the biggest anti vaxxers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, um, yeah it. Uh, uh, we don't want to get too political on it, but yeah, that uh, there's, yeah. there's some issues that we have it's here. The vaccine
1: rundown. Yeah. But, you know. Um. But <laughs> so it's, a, yeah,
3: I am. I am pretty sure that uh, that our podcast is actually fully vaccinated. I don't think there's. Yeah,
2: a- yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe thought- I'm the only Johnson guy on the podcast. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, Johnson guy.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. I- so yeah, Ginger is.
0: I am. Troy, you are. Mm-hmm. Adam is. Sal is. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe John. I, John is. Yep. I believe. I don't know about Jeff, but he works for a vaccination place. I, I would
3: assume so.
2: so. Oh, <laughs> you are also vaccinating the dead
3: people. So pretty well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. you know I mean, hey, we don't know how this how this variant could affect it. It could bring <laughs> the dead back to life. So we want to make sure. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, I think that'll just about do it for us. I want to uh, thank you so much for joining us, Bruno. Uh, it's, yeah, great job, Bruno. Yeah. We had a lot
0: of fun
2: to have Yeah, it's there. been a blast. Well,
0: you need to come back and see us again. Yeah. Uh,
2: once and, uh, again, sorry for my broken English. Oh, and, uh, oh no, sorry for perfect, dude. Yeah. Sorry for being a little bit sleepy, but for for me, it's like a quarter to five, so it's, there you <laughs> go. Uh, it's a
3: little bit difficult. Well, let, let's just ask you this. What championship does Damian Priest hold? The United States champion. Oh, look at that. See, you're better than Sal. <laughs> well, let's,
0: ask, let's ask one more thing. Who, which, which rundown host is your favorite? <laughs>
2: I will say this, and and he understands why. I will say Troy. I believe he's the hardest working person in this in this rundown. And um, thank you. And I will never forget what you did for me last week. Thank you, sir. So, and and for Deco, and and I don't know what is the favorite for Dico Loco. I know what what is the one that he hates, and that is Adam because he fucked up his which <laughs> very sad. That's a fair so. assessment.
0: Uh, and we already know you have a feud with
3: Sal. So yeah, I think that'll just about do it for us here. So Jason, why don't you send us on home?
0: Uh, next. Join us next week where we smack your ass raw next time. See <laughs>
1: what <laughs> See what harm you can do Hey yo hey, no no chance in hell, no chance in hell. You Take what's mine it's just too frail You can't be me You ain't got no chance in
2: hell You can't see me You ain't got no chance in hell, hey, no, no, chance no, in hell. no chance in hell you wanna Take what's mine it's just too frail You can't be yo, me You ain't got no chance in hell You can't see me You ain't got no chance in hell <laughs>